Hello, Kales? Are you there? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Yes! <laughs> we did it. <laughs> it's okay. Hello, and welcome to We're Totally Not Okay. But that's okay. A podcast about the intersection between math, media, culture, and mental health. I'm Kaylee Legrand. And I'm Justin Danitso. And we're on Anchor. Today we're talking to you remotely. <laughs> yeah, this is we're doing a remote recording today. Um... I guess sort of in light of how remote the world is right now. Uh, right sad now. panda. Uh, <laughs> it's strange. It's just so strange. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff happening right now. I mean, um, I think we're also putting this out there in the middle of other episodes we've already recorded, uh, and so it's kind of just going to be interjected in uh, much the same way that I think that this coronavirus. There's so many, so many different stories and names and things going on with uh, what this virus has been doing to our world right now. But we're we're not only jumping in to talk about that. We actually planned on recording an episode to talk about how to protect yourself before this news started erupting. Weirdly fitting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, So obviously this does kind of coincide thematically. And as far as the ways of the world goes right now, we're hunkering down. We're staying in a lot more to protect ourselves at the advisement of our government. And so that's much of the reason why Justin and I are recording remotely. You're in Hamilton right now? I was just in the States for work. So Mm -hmm. basically woke up to a text message from my family saying, please don't come home. You might have the plague. And so I'm currently in Hamilton, but I was supposed to see you today and that didn't work out because of all the corona stuff. So sad panda. Yeah, and I'm staying in Toronto. I was planning on visiting my sister next month, so we'll see how this all shakes down and if I'm going to be able to visit her in Europe. Um, sounds like flights are... Not, are they're, they're airy with what Did their plans are. Flights Pun not airy, intended. Yeah, <laughs> the go trains are all I messed know. up and the world is on fire, so good. Yeah, some weird transportation (laughs) issues but kind of cool that we can still connect and communicate and really cool that you know we're doing this on this anchor thing i love that you've brought me into this world and we're changing up the way that we run the podcast in that sense um so, you know, we're figuring this out as it goes, too. Let's see how, if, if I even hit record. Who can, <laughs> Who can never be sure. be sure? But we also hope to use this for future episodes with some of my friends and pals overseas. Yeah, and especially because we're on the road a lot. You're on the road a lot, especially with this, um, when you go back on the road with this production. Um, it's It's cool to be able to more easily record remotely oh one big plug for anchor that's what this episode is apparently (laughs) yeah good so bringing it back to the idea of protecting yourself why did we want to talk about this why did we want to talk about this Kaylee? i know why and it involved me waking up to a slew of text messages well how personal are we gonna get first of all before i get into my stories i'm going to tag a disclaimer that when i get sort of uncomfortable uh with my personal sharing my personal situations uh i get kind of i guess giggly um agitated in that way that i don't want it to come across as i don't want it to sound like i'm laughing at the situation or downplaying the severity um it's probably just the way that it's going to come come out when i try to talk about something that i'm also not wanting to get into too many details with hilarious also that 
this is probably how every comedian feels trying to deal with all these bigger things. Oh my God. I right? process through laughter. It's true because that's a beautiful space. I, this is why I admire comedians because of their ability to dance on that line, to push boundaries and to get people to address areas of taboo, but with light, bringing the darkness into the light. That's, that's all they do. And they're so, they're the masters of it. They're my gods. Love them. We're still learning. <laughs> this is something that has, I suppose, been on my mind since the initiation of this podcast. I love the idea of opening up and, um, you know, in a healing way, being able to take a look at what our mental processes are and the effects of mass media as an entertainer, as a professional in the industry that, you know, when we make content, but also as a consumer. And and so the question of, you know, how much you really put yourself out there and how vulnerable you you should be, or even just how personal we are going to get with not only today's discussion, but because the content that we put out there on this podcast, it, it's all from a personal perspective. It's from um, the perspective of professionals like us as actors, but also interviewing people who sometimes open up about their personal journeys, not just the work that they do. So I guess this episode does get a little bit more personal. I mean, I think the next couple episodes I... are fairly personal too. If we're interjecting this one, they do. there's some powerful stuff coming. Yeah. Ooh, that's bang on. Um, I, <laughs> I'm really excited for that level of vulnerability to, to start coming through the conversations. Ooh, I'm getting chills even just thinking about some of the episodes that we have lined up and some incredible people who share in a beautifully deep way. It's moving. But with um, that vulnerability. What I, comes risk. And I think that's that's sort of a balance that I assume we all are pretty aware of. You, in order to get any kind of reward, you got to risk a little bit. And when it comes to that personal sense, that kind of vulnerability can be even scarier, I guess. Um, people are probably wondering what the slew of text messages were that I <laughs> sent in, Justin. But I... I, I suppose I started even using more of the language of being more open, being more vulnerable uh, in the social media posts that I put out with certain episodes and saying, hey, you know, even just for the last Bell Let's Talk day, I think I put out a post that said, you know, I talk now, I open up, I'm not a brick wall in, in kind of a tongue in cheek sort of way, but also in a very realistic, grounded sort of way. You know, I've, I've also recently put a post uh, about a microphone that was my grandfather's and in it mentioned, you know, he had passed and that's why some of these items are coming to me. And I've received some incredible return messages from people who are, you know, sending love or um, sharing their stories of people in their lives who have passed. Um, I, I've also had a lot more people come to me and just open up with me about, you know, issues that they're facing. I've had a couple of recent conversations. It was actually back to back. I had two separate friends who were talking about suicide. And uh, not that that's something that is new in conversation. Like I've had, I've had those sorts of conversations with friends before. And I, in the past have um, had friends who have tried to go through that process. And so it's, it's deep conversations that sometimes, even though I feel, you know, I love being there for people. I love listening to people. 
it can also feel taxing emotionally, especially if you feel uh, helpless, like you want to help somebody, you want to fix somebody's situation. And it's not, that's your ego talking. You're trying to now fix somebody else's situation. But I have also, on the other hand, had some strange messages from uh, people who, you know, have gone almost too, not, not almost, they have gone too far with, you know, not just wanting to be there for me and suggesting that they could be a crying shoulder for me. Um, but you know, some of those, if I'm not answering all the messages that come in from the podcast or onto like my own personal social media, uh, pages and messaging systems, I, I then have also received messages that kind of turn into microaggressions of like, you know, what you don't have time to respond to my messages. And I see these things pop up on my phone and those are, triggering other emotions in me. So it's been this strange cyclical motion of opening up and sharing and creating space for conversations that I believe are beautifully necessary in this world. Just just paying attention to that level of existence that we don't always talk about in the world of media. Usually it's about, you know, learning how advertisers can reap dollars off that and the pain points for customers, you know, very, very different approach. Uh, But but this has been a personal journey for me. So the messages that Justin woke up to were ones that came from a very fearful place. And I think Um, to summarize too, it's the difference between putting yourself out there and people thinking that they know you really well, especially with things like this. Um, and especially mm-hmm. to like, as everybody knows, Kaylee's an actress. Um, and so she's portraying a lot of different people that may ne- not necessarily have any personality traits that are similar to her, to you. Now I'm talking in third person. Weird. Mm. Um, but then we feel like, and we hold, we hold these public figures so dearly, um, that we then feel like we can reach out and, and have a connection with these people that on their end doesn't necessarily even exist. Yeah. Well, that's, I think, something that can happen even when you're not uh, an actress, when you're not, we don't live in the the public light. Um, I think just on the level of relationships, you, it's so easy to, you know, create stories in your head. We all, we all do. That's, I not to get meta about stories, but you know, that's how we shape our understanding of the world. And when you're learning to build a relationship with somebody, um, and even, even somebody who has never met me, they have a, I have a relationship with them. It doesn't necessarily mean that I know them in person. It doesn't mean that we'll ever meet, but the way that they may perceive me or that I might perceive the idea of an audience member who's watched something I've been in or listened to a podcast episode that I've recorded. Um, that's a relationship. There's a connection. There's communication, a transmitter, a receiver, and there's something's happening on, on each end. So relationships, we can even, you know, think about a ro- romantic relationship. The expectations that we create in our minds are part of, I think, what would drive us to act or they, in, they are definitely folded into the mix. But our expectations are only ever that they will never be fulfilled because it's an idea in your mind and reality once it plays out so rarely coincides with exactly what you've already pictured that's always 
been my fascination with filmmaking. The fact that so many creative people have their own particular ideas and visions, but collaboratively come together to create something that no one could have envisioned on their own. That's sort of the magic that I love about it. But it's also the danger. That's that's where if somebody goes too far and in their mind assumes that there's something more there or is unwilling to step away from their expectations and pushes up against that and and you know the idea of that power control I like I I don't know I don't I would not want to venture to try to actually explain on a, a psychoanalysis sort of level what's happening in somebody's mind to make them uh, create a story that far into an illusionary world. So I reached out to you because I felt, um, I felt unsafe and not just on an emotional level, but I, you know, I am pretty public and open and continually creating with people who more and more, you know, know, know where my studio is, know how to connect with me or just are, are finding me through other people or getting my email address or my phone number from people who, you know, even if I haven't s- said that my number is available to share, that's a space that, you know, as a professional, how open are you supposed to be and how do you keep yourself protected? There is no one right way to protect ourselves, but having a support system, having somebody like you who just offered suggestions of measures that can be taken to maintain the work that I do while being able to keep the separation of personal and the professional um, at a safe distance. I feel like you're dancing around what actually happened are we okay to just say it sure we can cut it out if it, if i feel too nervous to put it out there not yeah i mean it's also not the first time that something like this has happened and it's not like it's just one person uh i get scared no i'm scared talking about it to be honest i don't know if we'll cut this out maybe we'll leave all this in but what's What's interesting is that I was afraid to even just go onto my social medias and block people um, because I was afraid I was afraid that that would be a trigger for the person to to push harder to come find me in person. Um, Just and I didn't want to let my mind go into any further stories of what could happen. Uh, I don't want to entertain those thoughts because I. I, I I don't want to manifest them, <laughs> uh, but I also just felt fiery red with the idea of feeling um, stagnated or frozen, like that fight or flight. I did not like that feeling of of almost like a control over me. Like why why shouldn't I feel comfortable blocking somebody? like an inaction. I felt frozen into inaction. So when it comes to things like my social media or phone numbers or anything like that, if there's something that I don't like and I've communicated that I don't like it, if it keeps happening, I just block it and put it out of my mind. An admirable trait to be able to put it out of your mind. It's the fear that that's what bothers me. I think if you entertain fear, you're, you're doing that to yourself. You're creating the negative space in your life by just allowing your thoughts to go towards the fear. Um, 
I don't want to say it's a waste of time because I think that we are born with survival instincts and that's what that fight or flight uh, system is in us. And that it's a say it's kind of in alignment with fear, but to be able to still act, still take action is what I think I just want to be able to work towards on a personal level. Mm-hmm. You oh, had I a do. story, didn't you? I, yeah, mine is a horrible date that I went on in college. It's the only time it's actually ever mm-hmm. happened to me. So it's the only thing I can relate with. Yeah. But basically was being okay. constantly asked to go on this date, which I didn't want to do. And I had expressed that I wasn't interested and didn't want to do it. But it was nonstop. Like literally hmm. nonstop. And so I thought to myself, you know what? Fine. I will go meet this person one time. It very clear. Like I was messaging at the time, like I will do this one time, but if I'm still saying no. Mm-hmm. And so I did it. I went to the movies was absolutely miserable the whole time and then was like nope thank you gave it a go feel good that i tried i'm out and that mm-hmm. was not respected how so did they call again did they just show Constantly. up it's actually to the point where like every once in a while they pop back up with like a new instagram account Ooh, ooh, still, still? and i just block it and uh. forget it Ugh. But other yeah. than that, it's never gone farther. See, that's one of the things I, I think that, that causes fear for me is how long somebody continues to provoke. Because my situation has also been like a 10 years plus kind of a, an existence. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's also one of the only reasons why I had like so immediately sent you a message um, because... I don't think that my mind would go to such a fearful place or, or making assumptions. I don't think I'd make that grand of a jump, assuming that somebody would like hunt me down and find me in person if I hadn't already had previous experience where um, signals were misread uh, continually. And so I figured I would actually quickly research this and see what you're actually supposed to do. And now I am on the CBC News website. Okay. Okay, so the CBC has offered some options. This is a thing. You're not the only one, Kate. Talk, Talk about, about egos. Okay, you ready? So it what says are the steps? there are four mm-hmm. kinds. There is four, four kinds of stalkers. stalkers. The public figure, the private mm-hmm. stranger, the acquaintance, yeah. and the stalker Mohandi. Oh, intimate stalkers. Sorry. <laughs> Mohandi is the author. I am reading things out of Wow. And this one particular stalker who just stalks everybody in the world. <laughs> no, intimate. <laughs> Go, Go figure. That's the name of a stalker. Um, <laughs> Joking. I don't want to slander that person's name. So public figure has never had a prior relationship with the person. They just kind of stumble on them in the public sphere. Okay. So that's not what our situation was. Moving on. Number two. Um, Private stranger crosses paths with them at one point in time, and then that person becomes a target. Um, So, like, you met them in private once. That would probably be mine. um, I don't know if that would be yours. I think so. Because you met them and then connected again and met them again, right? Like, you, there was, you guys spoke and knew each other. It, it wasn't, wasn't just somebody, somebody from afar who, like, watched you. Yeah. Okay, maybe was, you're right. Is, is that, that a differentiation between, like, this one and the next one? Communication? Well, the next one is the acquaintance stalker um, who pursues, like, a coworker or a classmate, like, someone that is adjacent to their life. 
Mm, okay, so that would be closer to mine because that's how I met the person. They were, it, it was like through a community type experience. Then the fourth <laughs> one is the intimate stalker. And they are, mm-hmm. um, oh, hang on. You're not going to like the stats on this one. Uh-oh. Um, so basically the tiers that we've been going through, they get more potentially dangerous as we go down the list. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's about a 74% chance of violence if you have an intimate stalker. Okay. So then what do they mean by intimate? Uh, I think that's someone, it's like domestic. It doesn't really explain actually. So, yeah, yeah, I'm very, very curious, curious says, to know. It says that it's what classified under domestic violence. So I think this is like if your partner or spouse feels so much distrust that they start secretly following you around. Right. Ah, okay. And that's yeah. the most dangerous. Yeah, that would be an fact. extreme level. I would assume so, yeah, because it's also somebody who, if you're in an intimate relationship with, that they have that much more understanding about you, your patterns. Um, they can predict you better. Ugh. I'm just like thinking of that movie enough with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> your category, the, um, the acquaintance one, it has about a mm-hmm. 50% chance of going south. So flip a coin, Pails. How okay. are we doing today? Oh, I'm very tempted to actually get a coin or get my tarot cards and predict the future. Ugh, yeah, fine. Oh, this is such a bad idea, but hold on. Let me grab a coin. God, what am I doing to myself? Well, I grabbed a loony, because obviously. All right, here we go. You're going to call it. Ready? Call. Heads is good, tails is bad. Oh, I guess guess we have to do... Heads is good and tails is bad? Okay. (laughs) Why are we doing this? Did it get tails? This is the... Shut up. No, no, no. Let me tell you what to do. It's actually a legitimate concern. People might actually learn from this. Cool. Great. Um, Let's do it. So, step number one is... Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to lock my door. (laughs) Joking. Joking. It's already locked, obviously. Stop it. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) So, step number one is having a stocking safety planning guide. I'm going to stay up tonight and make myself a document. Um, There are a lot of resources available at the Center for the National Victims of Crime. I'm assuming this is an American Mm -hmm. outlet because this feels very American. Um, There's also a Victim Connect Resource Center. So if you are experiencing these issues and you are seriously concerned and you're listening to this podcast and it is making you uncomfortable that we are flipping a coin and laughing about this, um, the phone number you can dial is 1-855-484-2846. We'll have that in the show notes as well. And we'll look up. Is that a Canadian um, number? Or is that an American? That's an 800 number. So you can call that from anywhere in North America and they will automatically pick up the charges. Okay, and we're going to do some research for some Canadian resources, and we'll put those in the show notes as well. Um, If you have the fourth type, where it is domestic and it's someone that you live with or something like that, they recommend going to the domestic violence hotline, which is 1-800-799-7233. And you can definitely find a lot of resources there. So definitely worth checking that out. But, um, yes, stocking safety planning guide is what they recommend if you are seriously concerned about this. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're also concerned, like going back to some of the earlier topics and protecting your own energy when you're just trying to be the leaning shoulder for somebody else and you might be feeling helpless and you don't know how to help that person. Like even even conversations that I had earlier that I was talking about, you know, 
those people are speaking with professionals. I am not a professional. I'm a friend and I love to listen. I love to be an open ear for people, especially when they just need to vent, especially when they just need some, they just need somebody to listen. We all just want to be heard. We all want to feel loved and accepted and being able to, you know, be a sounding board for somebody. I adore, but it's also very energy draining and it can be dangerous for somebody to want to take on or try to try, try to be a fix, try to offer a solution, especially when they're not professionally credited uh, to do so. So be, making sure that they are finding those sorts of resources and speaking to a professional that can help um, is, I would suggest, one of, one of the ways that you can help protect your own energy. One other thing that you can do to protect your own energy if you're feeling stress. Don't do what I do. I distract myself with work instead of like processing shit. <laughs> I know that that's a tendency of mine. Um, and because I've had some heavy stuff uh, recently, I'm just kind of like, cool, I'm going to put this under the rug for just a little bit because I can I can go and edit some photos or I can take on another gig or and I just distract myself with work. That shit piles up. It's... Um, it's what's it called repressing <laughs> or just not dealing so I do that sometimes I get excited at the opportunity to just take on other things that are distracting and that's not helping you process that in an energetic way you're just taking on more and your little body needs some rest sometimes so this is my little shout out that is very hypocritical but uh, I'm going to listen to it um, from my future self <laughs> and hopefully take my own advice Oh, excellent. Love that. So now, Kaylee, I think we are going to make you a stalker safety planning guide. And I'm reading the beginning of this document and I get to pat myself on the shoulder a little bit because I'm kind of in the right direction of block and forget. Um, and I will put the link to this document yeah, if okay. you need to make one yourself in the show notes. But this mm -hmm. is going to be my cool thing. My cool thing is that this resource exists and you can literally walk through it like a step-by-step -step guide. Love it. Step number one, it says that you should tell the stalker once and only once that you do not want any contact and then you should block them. To be very clear yes. about that. Do not okay. answer cool. messages or calls or anything. If you're having a hard time with the number that they're sending, just block them. But communicate that you don't want to talk to them again. If a matter cool. of safety is involved, they do actually recommend saying you will call the police if this is an issue. Additional safety tips, which you didn't realize you did this, but you did it with me, um, is to send all the information about this person to a close friend or family member. Mm -hmm. So that if anything yeah. happens, we know where to find you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know how to find yeah. me. Um, cool. They also recommend that if it's to the point where they're like showing up at work or school, you can print off a photo and give it to security guards that you walk by on your way to work or into work. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Making it like the more known that I guess, I guess it's a way of building out your safety exactly. net. The more people are aware of this, they can look out for it. I think my struggle with that is, oh, that's not high vibration language. <laughs> my challenge is to get over the idea of, um, that idea of blocking it from your mind. Like I want to be able to drop it and not think about it. And so I feel like that's contradictory if you're talking about it and telling other people, but this sounds like that's what they're suggesting to do to make sure that just in a clear, concise way, you're, you're reaching out to the people, your, your friends and loved ones and those who could help serve, protect you, um, like a security guard, just with information. Especially like in my case, 
it basically kind of ended and it comes up like maybe once every three to five years now, but it's not persistent. Mm -hmm. So I think this is more if it's like a daily thing that you're noticing. Yeah. They also suggest to save any voicemails, texts, or messages, including emails, um, into a document or folder so that if you ever need legal stuff, um, it's all ready to go. If you're at home, it suggests that you have a packed bag with important items in case you need to leave quickly. Oh, I've always got my passport handy. I'm ready to fly anywhere at any time. Also, that from the time you've started knowing a person, I think, again, this is that kind of domestic category, which was number four that I was talking about earlier. Um, It says Mm -hmm. you should change your locks. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Um, In terms of, like, the digital side of things, it actually says to, like, change your passwords um, and anything like that as well. Oh, I've been getting a bunch of those 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 notifications. Th- those are mostly your fault, yeah. Um, now that I've just <laughs> you're taking over I'm like all of my accounts, trying to but I just get so many emails. And Apple's messaging. Yeah. I'm like, who's hacking me from <laughs> Chile me. right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I should not be announcing that to the world. <laughs> hey guys, I'll just like allow anybody to hack into me because I'm assuming it's Justin. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Creating new accounts. <laughs> Um, And then it has some more guides. So those are the things you can do to prepare yourself in the case of a stalker. doesn't really help you with coronavirus, Mm -hmm. but protect yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, none of this was advice on how to survive COVID-19. My one cool thing is fucking say no. Fucking say no whenever. That's actually my New Year's resolution. Fun fact. So really? it's not it's not about saying, saying no. no. It's about saying no and then not feeling the need to justify it. I'm not going to explain to you why yeah. I'm saying no. I'm just saying no. I, I've been a yes person for since like um, I don't know eight lives ago probably, and saying no to people, I always feel like I need to make. A justification. I have to explain myself like, oh, no, I don't really feel like going out for drinks because I have to like get up early in the morning or whatever. Whatever it is, I feel I feel an, a need for explanation. So dropping that need to to satisfy something that probably doesn't even exist. And if it does exist, if somebody is expecting justification because there's got to be a better value or a reason like you're sick or no, you don't need a reason. If you don't want to do something, don't do Just it. Just say no communicate it clearly and then block them low-key super awkward <laughs> if you know your stalker and you just send them this episode and we say it for you <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, if you do please let us know i want to know like i i would not expect this to be a tool in like a, like this is not a, a restraining order <laughs> this is can you imagine instead of a restraining order, somebody just sends this episode? Please don't. This is not, you can't throw this at somebody. This is not a restraining order. Go do your due diligence for yourself. Side note, if you have a great, hilarious and relevant story, you can actually record little voice memos and we can include it in future episodes by visiting anchor.fm slash we're totally not okay. Not okay. Totally not okay. Oh God, I buggered it up again. <laughs> We'll figure it out and put it in the show notes. (laughs) Yeah, maybe some fun ones, some lighthearted stories so that we can just keep it now light and airy. Light and airy. (laughs) Excellent. Are you totally not okay? I'm totally not okay. Excellent. But that's okay. But you're going to be okay. Yeah, man. Okay, well, stay safe out there, kitties. And by out there, I mean probably inside because Corona's still a thing. 
If you like this podcast, you can support it by subscribing to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also leave us a review, which sincerely helps us, which we love. Come hang out with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and send us your questions, recommendations, and cool things at we're totally not okay at gmail.com. Learn more about how you can lend your voice to this podcast and join us on an episode by looking at the link in our description. More information can be found at anchor.fm. Thanks for listening to We're Totally Not Okay. But that's okay.